Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Leading Lights audio cast powered by Culture Solutions. I'm Brian, and I'm the owner of Culture Solutions. We partner with organizations to help them identify and hire exceptionally talented leaders who show promise to be a critical component of the succession plan long term. How are you doing? And I'm not just asking that in the robotic, cliche way that we may typically ask that question. I'm honestly curious to know how people are doing right now. If you're feeling a bit trapped, you are not alone. I actually do too. For me, this spring and early summer has been eye-opening to just how important face-to-face interactions are to the world of business, in my opinion. Maybe that's not the case for you, though. Perhaps you're better than ever if you're working from home full-time and feeling like you are right where you need to be. But not me. I miss culture, energy, buzz, unmasked facial expressions, good and bad, and feeding off the adrenaline of others around me. Hopefully, we'll be able to find ways to bring this back to life sooner rather than later. Today's episode is about generational divisiveness, a topic that I believe is somewhat overlooked in corporate America. The other day, I actually posted a statistic that roughly 10,000 baby boomers retire from the workforce every day. 10,000 daily. And that's a conservative estimate, by the way. By 2030, corporate leaders must have built the proper bridges to have groomed our current up-and-coming generations for full senior leadership succession. That's in nine years. It's really soon, and I don't think that we are preparing properly. The first step to success here, in my opinion, is that we focus on starting to build bridges. Last week, I was speaking with a recently retired corporate executive whose insight I really value when I picked up on the fact that every time he referred to the younger professionals who he had worked with prior to his retirement, he coupled those references with some sort of subtle insult. Stereotypical comments about the millennial generation were thrown around almost subconsciously during this discussion. I asked this retired friend of mine what exactly he had been doing to effectively bridge the gap between his admirable, hardworking, seasoned colleagues and the often dismissed earlier career professionals during his final few years in the workplace. His response? I don't owe young people a thing. Two days later, ironically, a discussion with a millennial friend who works for a Fortune 500 corporation turned into another vent session about the lack of cooperation, recognition, tech savviness, and collaboration coming from his more experienced, seasoned colleagues within his organization. I've been a bit deflated in realizing where we truly are as a society of business people when it comes to generational divide. While some organizations do a commendable job of bridging this divide, we are generally in a bit of a dire situation. If year 2030 presents any major challenges to the enterprise, it will most definitely include repercussions around the lack of work done today or yesterday to build bridges and prepare our up-and-coming generation for senior corporate leadership succession. My concern about the generational divide in the workplace has actually grown since the start of the pandemic and subsequent work-from-home shift that has taken place. I know it's nice that corporations are finally being forced to offer some flexibility to their employees, but this could lead to some dramatic issues for our up-and-coming leaders who are now even more isolated from their seasoned senior executive teams. We need to take action. There are a few things that we can do to start building bridges instead of increasing divides. 
One, zero tolerance. There should be zero tolerance within organizations as it pertains to complaints about generational shortcomings. Leaders need to step up when they hear this kind of chatter and call it out immediately while shifting the conversation towards highlighting the synergies between generations. Let's stop calling out generational deficiencies and start illuminating generational common ground and aligned values. Two, generational diversity at the top. I get it. Senior executives have to prove themselves worthy of being elected into their role, and many times the person best suited for a senior leadership role has more years of experience. But that's not always the case, and we must be more in tune with our emerging leaders who are fully prepared to step up into senior executive roles. Ensure senior leadership teams are diverse, and this includes generational diversity. Three, communicate the benefit. My retired friend, bless his heart, didn't do much to mentor or guide the younger, less experienced professionals around him, and because of this, his former employer may have struggled to identify his replacement. The same goes for my millennial friend, who could not recognize the value in engaging in honest discussions with his more experienced superiors. We must help our seasoned leaders understand the benefits of guiding and mentoring up-and-comers prior to exiting the workforce. And we also need to encourage the up-and-coming generation to establish healthy relations and lines of communication with their more seasoned colleagues. Four, quiet the stereotypes. If you're in a senior leadership position, what you say is very, very important. You're an influencer. People listen to you and they respond to your words. If you are in a position of influence, you must step up immediately and build bridges between generations. It is part of your duty to your organization to ensure it is in good hands when you exit. We must not allow propagation of generational stereotypes, especially if you're in a senior leadership role of high influence, as this will continue to strengthen our unintentional bias during the hiring and succession planning processes. Chris Hadfield, a retired astronaut who served as commander of the International Space Station, did an interview on London Real where he spoke of his experience orbiting Earth, describing his unique perspective having seen the world in its entirety over and over and over again. Chris's perspective is unique because instead of seeing his own living room, his own office, his own front porch, his own generation, or even his own country— Rather, he spent a considerable amount of time seeing one singular earth in just one single frame, one time after another. Because of this experience, it is easier for Chris to grasp the important concept that we are one community, one organization, one team, and we're generally working towards success together. We as a society, but particularly within corporate America, must become better at seeing beyond what's in our own room. Titles and hierarchy, although necessary, certainly don't help with this issue. Corporations will have a serious knowledge and capability gap on their hands very soon if they don't begin to foster a more collaborative culture between generations. Let's start building bridges. Someday we'll be happy we did.